Good morning, Rabbi Boisai. How's everybody doing? Shalom Aleichem. We have some guests. Ah! Shalom Aleichem, good morning. Today's year is being sponsored, Lili Nishmasimi Mirosi, Basur Mordechai, sponsored anonymously in honor of Rib Eli, just because he's amazing. I guess I shouldn't have printed the next thing from Benjamin Schwartz. It's anonymous. No anonymous, her boy said. I don't do anonymous. You do anonymous, this is how I'm going to blow up your name. <laughs> what? In memory of Menachem Mendel Ben Simcha. Listen, you can't exaggerate. The guy said, don't say my name. And, he, and I, got, I got this. I printed out what I got. This is what Yosef sent me. It says here from Benjamin Schwartz. I don't know if you want me to print it or not. It says anonymous. I don't care. Benjamin Schwartz, you're not anonymous. That's it. You got to come out of your shell. Sponsored by Shia Greenfield. It's unbelievable. He was the last week's, last month's sponsor of turning the daf. And uh, he's missing it because he sponsored last week for some grandfather, grandmother. And here again, sponsored by Shia Greenfield. Maternal grandfather, Tesvav Elo, Shkoyach, and the Shom should have an Aliyah, and that Mr. Anonymous should have a tremendous amount of Atzlacha. Here's an email from Mr. Anonymous, uh, Ben Schwartz. It says, Dear Elian team, thank you, thank you, thank you. This doesn't say not to read his name, but I figured it's better to read the email today on the day that he's sponsoring. It's only because of this amazing team that I'm finally learning Gemara daily, nine months strong. Wow. It's unbelievable. No? Let me read again. Oh. Oh. The live audience. It's only because of this amazing thing that I'm finally learning Gemara daily. Daily. Now again, the Yom Schwartz is a dentist. And his wife told my daughter that since starting with the shear, his wife shops out this time. He watches it on Zoom at night. No patience for a full hour. You cannot get into his office. It's unbelievable. I realize that the MDY team is like a well-oiled aircraft. Rebelli is the pilot that is in charge of actually flying the airplane. However, I like pilots. However, he has his cohort of co-pilots, flight engineers, navigators, and air traffic controllers that work seamlessly in the background to make certain that the flight is as smooth as possible. Thank you to Rebelli for your interactive, enlightening, and most enjoyable Dafyoimi Shir, Yehoshua. Shkoyach, Rabbi Yeshua, get over here. You punk having the beer. Yeshkoyach, Yeshkoyach. Yeshua, for your constant checking in on us and your words of encouragement and reminders and moving the Lili Nishmas and Binyamin's thing in the right place. Yosef, for your smiling face, always shining through on Zoom while you're simultaneously working on the eight minute and never actually sleeping. Gary, for doing all the tech stuff behind the scenes and for making sure to mute us all in mid-sentence and everyone else that works tirelessly. I don't know, when you're on Zoom and you're having a schmacky conversation with the oilum, all of a sudden goes dead. Because she's starting. He doesn't give any warning. That's what he's talking about. And Noam and Avi and Mordechai Seltzer and Nachman Seltzer. You want to see it's written over here? And not to forget the wonderful MDY family that loves to bicker with each other on WhatsApp all hours of the day and night, just like a true family. I truly cannot say it enough times. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Rebbe Yaman. I, I added the Reb. Now, Rebbe, I want to tell you this real quickly. Uh, so we still have a little time here.
Eretz Yisrael, it was Bernard David, Rebbe Bernard David's granddaughter. His first granddaughter got married, and he couldn't attend the wedding, unfortunately, because of COVID. left on YouTube chat, on the MDY WhatsApp chat. The next morning I wake up and I had 46 plus messages from 46 different people just from the Hebra, MDY Hebra. And even three WhatsApp video calls from members of MDY that I've never met. I've never felt such camaraderie in all of my simchas in the past. It's such a beautiful feeling to have such a close, such close friends from all four corners of the world joining in with our simcha and the credit goes to the commander-in-chief brought us all together only because of Torah. It's an unbelievable uh, camaraderie that we have through Torah. It's, it's unbelievable. It's, this brought tears to my eyes when I read this. Thank you, Rebelli. Here's a picture of Rabbi Srol and Shlomi Klein from Crown Heights that showed up to the wedding. People that didn't know each other beforehand. Here they are. Screen share. Okay. Beautiful. All right. We're holding today's daf chavav, and we are holding. By the way, I want to tell you something very interesting. I think today we're going live today, Gary. There's a beautiful, beautiful feature that's going to change. It's a game changer uh, on YouTube and on Torah Anytime and all these other platforms. The shear is going to have the uh, screen sharing on the screen. In other words, if I show this picture. <clears throat> This is going to take up the entire screen digitally, not me holding it and this and that. And we're going to have Menachem Ate, wherever it is in charge at that point, pointing. As I'm talking, I'm going to be in a little tight. It's a real game changer. Mamish, it changes the whole thing as you watch this year. It's a lot clearer. It's a lot. So hopefully that technology is going to work on YouTube as well. We're trying it out today. Let us know if the quality is a little off. We think we're going to lose a little quality, but it's Kedai for the, for the picture sharing. Ahi. Avaranko. So we're, we're dealing with a gazebo. I don't like saying this word. It's a tough word. So we'll just call it a gazebo. The Havala Rej Gulusa Bebustane. Here's the picture. The Rej Golos. The other day we had a beautiful picture from, this is also from Kamalashan, but he, he gave him a nice palace. Today he gave him a little Shvacha house, but a beautiful orchard. This orchard is more than two saw, and it's Hukov Shaloy Ladira. In other words, it's surrounded with fences for non-residential use. And in the center, there's a beautiful gazebo, aberranco, whatever you want to call it. This came afterwards. So, he was Mukaf Ladira, Shaloy Ladira, more than two saw, you cannot carry in here. Then he went and he built a gazebo, the Rej Golos. It's a gazebo built around a tree, but it's, it's, it's done for itself. It's done. It's a, no, it's not a tree. It's a gazebo. I'm, I'm calling it a gazebo. Call it whatever you want. It's a nice place, a nice shady place. With trees, without trees. In the picture, he does a nice job. He puts a tree in the center of it. He built it around the tree. The point is, he built some structure. It's not a tree. He had to build something to make it L'Shem Dira for residential use. 
The Reish Golos, whoever he was at the time, usually Chash of a person, who's the, the leader of Klai Yisrael, he tells Rav Huna Barchinenam, I need you to fix my backyard, my orchard. Now, if you want to see Pshat and Rashi in the Sugya, do not look at the Rashi right here on the page. You have to look on the Chavavam and Aleph towards below where the Gemara ends. Below, like three lines, it's going to say, and over there he gives the, the pshat that he prefers, and that's how we're rolling here. So, the Rejgoz has a beautiful orchard. He wants to make a little picnic on Shabbos, and he tells Rav Huna, I need you to fix it up for me. I want to carry my keys. I want to carry my stuff over there. What do I do? So he goes ahead and he fixes it by putting a fence that you can walk through. You can see it here in this picture, Gary. Here's the fence. He makes a little fence every less than three tfachim. Let's see if he can do it with the remote control standing up. Oh, very nice. Although, it's, I don't know, I can't see it so well. Right over here where my finger is. They can see it? Okay. Oh, Menachem Ate has it better. It's actually better. And that's how it should. Well, I'm too big, I think. When you show the picture, Menachem. Oh, that, that's better. Yeah, okay, okay. On that screen. In other words, Rav Huna holds that it's also to carry in this bustana, in this orchard. And Memela, he made a serious fence on both sides. Halachic fence. Azar Rava, Shalfinu. Comes Rava and he removes it. Riddle. Does anybody remember in this Masechta where we had something very similar? In the Rosh Golis's house, somebody did something and then somebody took it apart. You remember? It rings a bell. On Dafyud Aleph on the Bays, we had a very similar situation where... Oh, very good. Nachman Seltzer remembers then the story. They put him in jail. Remember, they put him in jail and he says, God the Puk. I'll just remind you real quickly. There was a uh, Tursa Pesach a jam that didn't reach the top. The jams didn't reach the header. And that's how Rav Nachman did it. I think it was Rav Nachman. And then Rav Shesha sent his Talmud, Goda, to take it apart. And they threw Goda in jail. And then Rav Shesha says, Goda Puk, Goda Puk, come out. So they, they realized it's Rav Shesha's. And then they proved to Rav Shesha's that he was wrong. And Rav Shesha's was embarrassed. He said, don't tell anybody that I made a mistake. Let me admit my mistake myself. Shalom Aleichem. So... It, it, it's interesting, you know, people are busy with the Rosh Golis's property, fixing it, and then people are going to learn from it, so they take down the fix. Same exact thing here. Shtalfinu, and it's interesting that he made a mistake, the same mistake that Rav Sheshis made, Rava made a mistake here as well. Oza Rava Shtalfinu. Rava didn't like this. Rava holds that you're allowed to carry in the orchard. Why? Because there's a, there's an avanka, there's a gazebo. And the gazebo was built for residential use. So it may let the whole orchard become residential. I just, I realized, again, going back to Rabbi Pesson, Rabbi Pesson is the Mechaber, he's a very, very Hoshev person, a big honor in our neighborhood, everybody loves him, and the Mechaber is safe every three months, etc. So I went with him to Reb Chaim Kanievsky, and Reb Chaim Kanievsky calls him Oisin Pasin. That's how he calls him. Because of this parak, just every time I see it, like now I understand what he's talking about. I didn't really have. I said, I knew it's a, something in learning. I didn't realize 
Okay. So, Rav Papa and Rav Huna, who were Talmidim of Rava, they wanted to help the Rebbe out. So as the Rebbe is pulling out these sticks from the ground, they come and gather the sticks and make sure that nobody could get their hand on it so that they, will rebuild, they, they won't be able to rebuild the fence. Lamachar, not at the same time, the next, the following day, Rava gets bombarded with a bunch of questions. They were helping Rava. Rav Huna and is this Talmud of Rava, Rav Papa is the Talmud of Rava, they helped Rava. They, they just took the, the wood and they took it somewhere else. They hid it so nobody could do anything with it. So so Rav is in big trouble there because he got bombarded with three different questions which forced him to retract his shita. What's question number one? You have, look at this picture, boy said this exists even today. You have a, a, a walled city. It's real. It's, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a painting. This is a real thing in Europe. Yeah. Castles, the whole deal. You have a walled city. Now, on Shabbos, you can only walk from the edge of the city 2,000 amas. Where do you start it? From the blue arrow, you start walking 2,000 amas. However, if it's Chadasha, if it's Ir Chadasha, then you can only carry from where the red arrow is from the last house in town. So it could be a, a nice distance. You're talking about 100 feet, whatever it is in this case. Either it's from the end of the last house or the end of the wall on the other side of the wall. So, Gemara says, If I skip words, I don't have my, my thing here. Let's use a mask. Let's see if the mask works. Oh, mask is beautiful. What's considered new? What does it say here? That if I built this wall, I built a wall. And after I built a wall, I built a bunch of houses inside. That's Chadasha. In other words, I don't count the wall. If it's Yishana, I count the wall, I go from the wall. I could walk from the wall on, 2,000 hours. But I'm not counting the wall. In my mind, the wall doesn't exist. Why? Because you built the wall and then you built the city. That's not how you do it. So two by us, you built a wall around my, my orchard, and then you build a gazebo inside. Shamalechem. You can't change the gazebo status, uh, the, the wall status after you build a gazebo. It doesn't work like that. You build a wall, shaloy ledirim, you have to knock down the wall, we said. Ten amas, whatever. You can't build something new in it and say, oh, now put a, a play, a swing set and say, oh, it's ledirim. It doesn't work like that. That's the kasha number one. No, the opposite. The wall was there already, then he built a gazebo. Building a gazebo after you have a wall is not going to change the status of the wall. You can't make a, a, a mukof, shaloy ledira, to a mukof ledira by building a gazebo inside. The wall doesn't work in that case. Yishana, what's an old wall, old city, Yashva, you built houses, you built a gazebo, and then you build a fence around it, you build a kaisal around it. In our case, first he built a wall around his orchard to protect his fruit. And then he built a gazebo. It's not good. The one who's picking up the sticks behind his Rebbe comes to Rava, and he's going to get it over the head in a second. 
if I build a wall for the employees, the, the guys, the workers in the street, so the sun doesn't hit them, it's a temporary wall. It's not considered a mechitza in order to, to divide properties and say, this is mukav ladira, not mukav ladira. It doesn't work. So you see, something that's for tznius is not considered a mechitza just to protect so people don't see. That's not considered a mechitza. So too, in our gazebo, it shouldn't be a proper mechitza. Even if you hold that you could be make a wall and then build a gazebo and, and it would change the status of the whole entire campus over there, but these are not real walls. If you built a real building in there, great, but you built a, a gazebo, which is only to, to protect people from seeing what you're doing, that's not considered a mechitza. That's question number two. And then Ravuna, the second stick picker upper. He asks Ravuna, anytime you have a mechitza. That's just to protect your storage, not considered a mechitza. So this is mechitza. This is a picture of mechitza. You have different neighborhoods here. Now, theoretically, what Rabbah should have done, Rabbah Barvua, he wanted to make an Eruv for Mechayza. He should have made one Eruv for the entire Mechayza. Why? Take a look. It's completely enclosed. Door here, door here, wherever the red X is. I'll tell you in a second why there's a red X. But there's doors everywhere. So this is one entire city, one Eruv. No. He went around in every box, every little neighborhood, he put an Eruv. Eruv, Eruv, Eruv. Why? This is a very interesting city. In the Mavui, this is a Mavui Mafulash. You see his Rosh Hashanah On top is Rosh Hashanah So this Mavui goes through and through. So this Mavui Mafulash wouldn't help to just put a door over here like that. Why? Because in the Mavui Mafulash, they put a bunch of date, uh, date pits. That's what the oxes, the oxen, they like to eat dates. The pits of the date. Terrible food. Rashi actually says somewhere else that it's not the real food of Nax. If you don't, if you don't have it, it's not like gas stations throughout the entire Mechayza. You bring your ox, he eats wherever he goes. He goes through the, the Malva, eats, eats. Now in order to protect the dates, the, the pits of the date, they built these walls right over here, right over here at the end. These are not true walls. If they were built to protect the city, then you would make one a roof in the entire city. But since, the, that's why I put an X here. These are not real walls. So pretend that these walls don't exist. What do you have? You have a Mavi Mufulash through and through, and the city cannot be contained with one Eruv. Beautiful. That's, Rabbi, if you turn around, you'll see that's what they're going to see on YouTube. That's what they see right now on YouTube. We're doing the, sh the screen sharing. I'm very, very excited about it. Seriously. It's a g literally a game changer. He wants to know if he can put the YouTube on the front screen so you can see. Fine. Whatever. It's not for us to see. What? It's not for us. It's, he's just showing me what the, what the Oilam is doing. He's doing me a favor through the thing to entertain me. Well, you guys don't see. I, I'm seeing other pictures. Oh, I'm not telling you every time. There's little jokes going on. Exactly. I've seen the chat once, and I'm happy I don't see it every day. Says neighborhood, neighborhood. for the fruit that the oxen eat all day. 
Very interesting. No, you, you eat a pit, you eat a date, you throw your pit into the bar. I don't know how they had so many pits. Like, it's incredible the amount of pits you need to fill up something the size of the entire Machaizer from through to through. Anyway. No. Other people from outside of the neighborhood. This is for Machaizer only. They didn't want people touching that. Or they didn't want it to fall over. Or maybe they didn't want it to fall over. It was too high. They built a wall to protect the pits. I'm not sure. From Ganovim. From, from, from wind, from, from it falling over. It was four pits. They built this wall only for storage. It's not considered storage. Says the Gemara, listen to this. This is Mendi Oyerbach, one of his favorite lines in Shas. Mendi Oyerbach, I learned with him in the morning, uh, especially before Corona, his father is a famous Rav in South Africa, the whole uh, Arsameh, the Tshuva movement. He's a very, he's a, he's a, he's a model of a, of a Chashuv of Balabas. He did diamonds, and now he put his business aside, he learns Torah most of the day. He loves this line. Kari Alayi says the Reish Golos about Rav Papa and Ravuna. Chachamim heim alahara. They're so smart to do bad. How come they don't use the Chachma to make it good for me? In other words, there's some people out there, says the Rosh Gullis, they knew about this on Friday. They're picking up the sticks on Friday, walking behind Rava. So why don't they ask Rava the cash on Friday? They waited until Shabbos, where I can't do my picnic. And then, and then they start, yeah, Shabbos, how could you do this? So the COVID Mendi, I just want to say a quick story, beautiful story, because the Rosh Gullis was upset, but maybe it was for, for, for his Tayelis, for whatever. So because Mendy uh, is in the Mishpacha of Ger Hasidim, he married into Ger, a beautiful mice from Ger. It was a chassid, it was a big chassid of the Sfasemis. Everything Sfasemis told him to do, he did. And then when Sfasemis was nifter, he went to the Imri Amis, and he asked the Imri Amis, what should you do? The Imri Amis said, invest in this thing. So he took all his money, invested, and he lost all his money. So he said, a Rebbe that makes mistakes is not a Rebbe. That's it. He's done with this Rebbe. He stopped going to him. One day he showed up there. So the, the Hasidim asked him, what are you doing here? He said, listen, he's not a Rebbe, but he's a son of a Rebbe. He's still a son of a Rebbe. So the Imriyam has heard about this, and he, he said, listen, why did Karach fight with Moshe Rabbeinu? Why did he make him a chlaikos? Because he held that Moshe Rabbeinu made a mistake. Made a mistake with the Miraglim. And a Rebbe that makes a mistake is not a Rebbe. So he decided, well, we all know the outcome. Karach ended up in the ground, and Moshe Rabbeinu and Shemayim. So Meila... So you make one mistake, it's not the end of the world. So the base Yisrael said about this guy, he says, the Rebbe didn't make a mistake. The Rebbe didn't make a mistake. Why? Because this guy, this fellow had a lot of money. And if he had a lot of money, he would have stuck around Europe. as big business. He can't just leave. But because he lost all his money, he picked himself up and, and ran to Eretz Yisrael. And he was saved from the war. So person doesn't know. Mevesnisht. Person doesn't know. At the end of the day, can't make a picnic there. Okay, fine. Weiter. I, I don't know if I should, should I say this? It's very sharp, though. Don't be upset at me. Okay, fine. I was talking to one of my very good friends who can't get his kid into yeshiva. He's schmoozing. And I said something that a lot of people think in the heart and they don't say. Because really, you shouldn't say it and I shouldn't say it now. So, okay, let's go weiter. But, okay, so I told him, I said, as a marshal, in two months from now, you found out there's a terrorist attack in that yeshiva. You'd say, oh, Wow, what a nice that my son didn't get accepted that yeshiva. So why do you have to kill so many Eden in order to understand that Kosh knows what he's doing? 
If that happens, oh great. And if it didn't happen, it's also great. We just don't see it sometimes. But Omer Shamati base court. We we learned in the Mishnah that if this karfaf, shlihukaf ledira, it wasn't surrounded for residential use. It could be the size of 30 saw, base court, 30 saw, not two saw, 30 saw. Says the Gemara Masis in Loike But we had in Rebbe Lezer himself, Rebbe Loy says the Rebbe Lezer said 30. Chananya says the Rebbe Lezer said 40. The Sanya Chananya Oymer, if I feel our barm saw, Kisrati Shamela, like the backyard of a king, like a castle. They both learned it from one pasuk. The machlok is thirty or forty. What's going on here? So here's the final chart. You know, by the way, we're d- right now we had about two hundred and thirty charts in Masechtas Erevin alone. Two thirty, Masechtas Chulin. Chulin with all the animals and all, 200 and something pictures. So this is a record breaker, but we're going to have a whole week now come out without any pictures. Here's the positive. We read it chotzer. Unbelievable. We read chotzer when it doesn't say ches, doesn't say tzaddik, doesn't say yud. Ha'ir, it says. The city. So the says, what is a city? It's t- telling you that the chotzer of a king is like a city. Right, it's Kriyuk Siv. It, it, it's written this way, we read it this way, and that's the Machlaikas. Mar Sava Yoriz Benin is having base Kur. What's a small size city? 30 saw. Mar Sava Mem Sahavian, a small size city, is 40. So that's Machlaikas, what is considered a king's thing. Now, what happened over there? Yishayo goes to tell Yechiskiyo that he is going to die. There's no way out of it. Akushbok made up his mind. What does Chiskiyo do? I did. You better not make me read something I already read. Now, Yishayo made Chizkiyo, he told Chizkiyo he's going to die. Chizkiyo, what did he do? The famous thing, he davened like a machine, like we had the whole singing brachas, and he's able to flip the Gzardin. Says the Gemara, but before Yishayo even knew about it, Says my Why was he in his backyard? Front yard mail. Why in the back? This 40, 40 saw place, 30 saw, massive backyard. Says the Gemara. He got sick. He took a yeshiva, he put a yeshiva by his door. In other words, to prevent the Malchamavis from getting into that palace. Unbelievable. Why the back? Why not the front? So the Marsha says. Because Yeshayo had a nevuah that the Malcham is coming from the back door, not from the front door. He put it in the back. If you want to save someone, we had it in Mesechus Brachas. If you want to save yourself, you learn Torah. David Amel just kept on learning, learning, learning on Shabbos. And then Malcham Abbas couldn't kill him, and then he made a whole noise. There's another way. You bring a Yeshiva, they learn. Says the Gemara of Lav Milsi, it's not true. It doesn't work. It's interesting. Rashi's first pshat says, like, maybe the Tamil Chacham are going to fight with each other. Like in Bismarck, they have, they bicker, they, they shtech each other. That's going to cause, no, but the, the Goyer is different in Rashi, that you don't start off with the Satan. You don't, like in the Sukkah, you don't shake the lulav, you don't say, oh, in the eyes of the Satan. You don't start off with him. You don't provoke him. Let, it, let him be. Like, you don't say, oh, you're not coming in here. Oh, 
if you say you're not coming in, he'll, he's going to show you, he's going to come in. He's going to force his way in. So, but over there, they did it because Chizkiyo is Chizkiyo. He's a tzaddik and everything else. Yishayo, Chizkiyo. They didn't make a mistake. But us, Tamid Chacham, us, in, in the generation of the Amaraim, you don't do it. What's going on here? You have a bunch of chatseris together. In order to carry from one front yard to the other, the courtyards to the other, you have to make eruv chatseris. Who instituted it? Shlema Melech. So you have to make eruv chatseris. One of the people forgot. Shabbos comes along too late. You can't do it. What happens? Everybody cannot carry because there's one clown that forgot to make his eruv. He ruins it for the whole the whole neighborhood. So we have a major problem. Nobody can carry from here to there. And the, what are they going to do? So we have to say that he's mevatel his rushus. What he could do is on Shabbos. He can't make an error, but he could say, my property is no longer mine. I'm mevatel my rushus. What? What is he mevatel? His chatzar. Because they want to carry from chatzar to chatzar. Mevatel the chatzar. What about his house? Machleikas. What happens to his house? After he's mevatel his front yard, does his house automatically become batel or not? Says the Gemara... He cannot, nobody could take in and out of his house. But we just said that at the end of the day, if you do beetle, you could. So we're turning to Daf, sponsored, Asher says, you could choose to make it a great day. And by Dr. Listhaus, Lili Nishmas, Ben Aaron. Rabban say that if you mevatel your chotzer, it doesn't include your house, and therefore no one can carry into your house. Rabbi Lezer says, and we're going to explain it better, once I mevatel my yard, everything becomes bottle, and therefore everybody can carry into my house. Continues Rav Sheshis. Yeah, who's this? Rav Sheshis. Continues Rav Sheshis. Kishetim Tzaloymar. These are very important words. What is he saying here? Based on what we just said, you're going to find... Okay, so remember these words. Kishetim Tzeloimar, the Lezer, according to this, very simple halacha. Almost identical to what we just said. So Memela, we actually did, this is what we're explaining, and we're going to explain more. That was when a person is mevatel is chatzer, he's mevatel is chatzer, he's also mevatel his house as well. He gives everything up. He's mafkir everything. According to Chachamim, no, it stops at the chotzer. He gives rishus to everybody to use the chotzer. He doesn't give anybody rishus to use his house. So Mela, they cannot carry into his house. Pshita explains Rashi. Why do you need those words? Kishetim tzeloimer. Ah, big chiddush. According to this, of course, that's that's exactly what Rabbi said. Says the Gemara, Omer Achava, Anover Avuna Bar Chinenu this is how he explained it. So, says Rav Sheshes, you see from Rebbe Leezer a Yisoid, that whoever is mevatel is ba'ayin yofa mevatel. He's mevatel it, he's, he's large, he's generous. So he, not only is he mevatel his yard, he's also mevatel his house. Oh, so if I'm mevatel my house also, so then I could take this to another step, which is basically the same thing. If I'm vatal to you, then I'm vatal to you and you and you. So if I have five people, all I have to do is be vatal to Ruvain and Shimon Levi Yehuda, they all become mevatal to them. Now, 
What's the big deal? Why do I need to be to them? So take a look at Rashi, if you can. It's hard to find. Rashi starts, I don't know, uh, nine lines down. But you have to go like 14, 15 lines down into Rashi. It's a very important Rashi. Tell me how you, you understand this Rashi, because it took me some time this morning to, to just read it. What does Rashi want there? Even though this person is a vatal, it was, so I think what Rashi wants to say is, that why do you need to be mevatel for everybody? Be mevatel your house. You're, you're not a nice guy. Let's say, according to Chachamim, ayin ra, you have a bad eye. And you're not generous. So you mevatel only to Reuben and only to Reuben, not to Shimon Levi Yehuda. So great. So I was just mevatel my house to you. And you made an Eruv. Imagine that I, I was mevatel my house to Reuben and Reuben made an Eruv on Erev Shabbos. He says, Rashi, that doesn't work. Ruve never had in mind the guy that was Mavatos Rushos. He didn't know he's going to get a free property on Chavez. So he didn't, he didn't make an Eruv for that. Therefore, that guy has to be Mavato for every single one. I, I think it's a very important Rashi to understand a little bit what's going on here. Why does he have to be Mavato to Ruve and Shimon Yudhi Yisachar? Let him just be Mavato to Ruve. Explains Rashi beautifully because Ruve didn't make an Eruv for it. So even if it became Ruve's property, that's not going to allow everybody to carry from one property to the other. What he has to do is be mevatel and give it over to everybody, to the entire community. I'm giving away my house and my chazer to the whole community. Camaraderie. It's an MDY community. If you do that, then it's like a guy and it's a big problem in the thing. By the way, we're only trying to get to the beginning of the parak, so we can start nice and fresh on Matzishtavis from a brand new parak. You sing a Maisa Shaya, Levi? He's making jokes here. It's not, not important. It's not just some jokes. I'm not just some jokes. But very important. There were five people that were in one chot. And one of them didn't make an Erev. According to Rebbe you don't have to go and say, I'm giving over my rishus to each and every one. Why? Because of the concept of buying Yofim He's very generous. He gives it automatically to everybody. He's a large guy. And since this person didn't say specifically, I want to give it to Reuben and to Shimon and to Levi. So it's not a good bitl according to Chachamim. You have to say it. With your mouth, and we're going to see in a second, does it help if you even say it? And according to this, very easy. So good, now it's just repeating itself. Who does it go? You have five people in one chatzar. Our case, one of them forgot to make a When he gives up his rishos, because he has to, because he wants to, he, he, want, he doesn't want to hurt his friends. He doesn't have to give it over to each and every one individually. That has to go, according to Rebbe Lezer, like we just said. Rav Kahana says the same exact thing, but he takes it from a different angle. The outcome is identical. Rav I'm sorry, this is Rav Kahana who said it exactly like this. Rav Tevyumi says it from a different angle. Five that are one chotzer, and one of them made, forgot to make an Arab. So he should, if he's a nice guy, he should be mafkir his entire property. 
when he's mafkir his chotzer, he doesn't have to be mivatol his rishos to each and every one. Keman, they asked it as a question and they answered. It's not a diuk. Oh, I could learn from here that Rabbi Lezer holds that 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 you don't have to be mivatol to each and every one. They asked it as a question and they said it as an answer. Very simple question. Rabbi Lezer says a person doesn't have to say, to say specifically that he's giving his property over to each and every one, and a person doesn't have to say specifically that if he's mevatel his chotzer, it also includes his house, right? It's very interesting. His house costs $2 million, and his chotzer is worth uh, $10,000, but if, he, if he's mevatel and mafkir his chotzer to everybody else, it also, as a side, as a freebie, you get the $2 million mansion. Says Gemara, very simple question. What if he says specifically, not the house? I'm not including my house. Not, that's it. I only want to give my chotzer. Or according to Chachamim, what if he says specifically, not only am I giving my chotzer, but I'm also giving my house. Could you specify and be specific? I don't want to be invatal. My time is more explains. Time is it because when I'm invatal, my my yard it includes my house. And, but this guy said specifically it doesn't include, so it doesn't include. Maybe perhaps the reason of Rebelezer is you can't live without a yard, unless, of course, you live in Brooklyn, but that's a different story. So uh, normal people, uh, in-town people, they live with a yard. You add a towners, you think you're the towners, and everybody else, the whole world is Meshuggah. They have yards and backyards. Bar Park, yeah, you can have a strip one foot wide, and they go and they plant it, and they put those those cabbages. They're big into their purple cabbages, shkoyach, in their one foot yard. So most people don't live. It says here in the Gemara, Mefurish, they don't live without a yard. We don't care about what he says. He's a meshuganah. Well, you can't live without a yard. But the Maizdi Gemara says, no, Barbara Parkers are right. They're not right, but you can live like that. We don't, we disregard its words. It's nothing. And according to Rabbanon, we'll take it to the other case. Rabbanon say it doesn't include his house. When a person says yard does not include a house, but what if he says, I want to give my yard, my entire house to my friends? Typically, when a person says yard, he does not include a house. But this guy says specifically, I want to give it over. Nobody's nuts that he's going to give up everything. He's going to be left homeless. He gave up his yard and he keeps the house for himself. But, and a person that says, I'm giving up everything, you can't trust him. In other words, he's probably trying to do a halachic trick here, trying to be, give everybody rishos to carry. And the only way to do it is to be invited your chotzer in your house. But that's not normal and he doesn't even mean it. So we can't consider it. Keeping the galley died to galley, at the end of the day, it goes like we probably all thought when we were learning the sugya. It goes by what he wants, by what he thinks, by what he wants. And he says specifically, I want to include my, my, my house. It includes the house. And he says, I don't want to include my house. It doesn't include the house. Another thing that Rebbe Loi said in the name of Rebbe Yezer is that for Mara and Pesach, you can use a Krabolin. 
vines that grow, says the Gemara Mayakra Balim, Omer Shlokish, at Vosso Harzuyoso. It's vines that grow, bitter vines that grow around the tree. Everybody else argues. He says, this is what Rebbe said. He couldn't find anybody that, that could corroborate that. Hadron Aloch Oisin Pasin. Hadron Aloch Oisin Pasin. It's a good thing I only like thought about it now. Otherwise, the entire paragraph will be thinking about Rabbi Pesin. Hadron Aloch Oisin Pasin. Raboisai, Motzi Shabbos, Bezer Hashem. Nine o'clock. Note the new time. Nine o'clock, Motzi Shabbos for this week. Have a wonderful Wonderful Shabbos. Have a great day. Yishkoyach Ben for sponsorship. Yishkoyach Shia Greenfield for sponsorship. Yishkoyach Anonymous, the guy that everybody knows his father that went to this Menachem Mendel Ben Simcha. Anonymous. Yishkoyach all anonymous people. Yishkoyach a good Shabbos. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh,